This is your pal Daffy Duck, and you're watching. You're watching. We're watching. You're watching Fanboy. 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 Fanboy, etc. Fanboy Nation. Dad, I assume Tom. In a new graphic novel coming out called Flashbacks, Chapter 2 is written by two identical twin brothers, Varian and Darian Johnson, and their chapter is called If You Can't Take the Heat. Gentlemen, how are you today? Doing very well, R.C. How are you doing? I am great. Your parents did to you what my grandparents did to my uncles. Uh, the rhyming names? The rhyming, the rhyming twin names. Yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I'm Darian, by the way, and I will say I always tell... Um, Kids or parents when I do a school business, you know, I tell kids, you know, 10, 15, 20, 30 years from now, you're going to have kids, and some of you might have twins, and whatever you do, don't name them rhyming names. <laughs> I, uh, you have a problem with it? This is Darian, by the way. I, you know, I don't know if I have a problem with it so much. I mean, you were traumatized at birth by it, I don't think. You're be fine, doing well. This is, uh, we have to get into that conversation. I think, you know, technically there's an argument about, um, not allowing room for individuality, uh, when you do rhyming names and you dress twins alike. But, uh, you know, also that they're multiple twins. So we can talk about that later on. We can talk about that later on. Fair enough. You know, my, my uncles were Camille and Emile, so, you know, they had the rhyming names going too. But gentlemen, here we are talking about flash facts. You guys are writing the chapter with Batman, or wrote the chapter, I'm sorry, wrote the chapter with Batman and Plastic Man about the 3D printing. Uh, Varian, you were a structural engineer. My father was a, a civil engineer. And then Darian, you work in 3D printing. So it's science all around in this conversation. Uh, yeah, that's correct. And you know, Darian certainly brought uh, a lot of 3D printing know-how to the story, but he has a very technical background as well. His degree was in mechanical engineering. Wow, okay. I have a cousin who's a mechanical engineer, so this is uh, getting eerily close, guys, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, congratulations on the story. You know, it's it's just kid-friendly enough that they're going to sit there and look through it and be excited. Uh, I like the uh, the final panel. Uh, that you guys wrote featuring Plastic Man, which we won't give the spoiler away because we need everybody to read the book. But, um, you know, STEM is something that seems to have really been neglected uh, in the United States and Canada. You know, it's it's big in the Middle East, it's big in Central Asia, uh, East Asia, and other parts of the world. Why is it now, when the United States went from being innovators of so much technology, have we kind of fallen behind when it comes to STEM? I'll take a pass now and I'll let, I'll let Varian go. I, I think that, um, I just think that we have gone away from being a nation of makers. We have gone, you know, I think it's just so easy to, to focus on other parts. You know, what do you want to be when you grow up? You should be a doctor or a lawyer. And it's, hey, great. Doctors are great. Lawyers are great. So, so for doctors and lawyers out there, I love you guys. I use you guys all the time. Um, but, you know, the, the, the romance of the, of getting a man to the moon, right? Those are engineers. Uh, Henry Ford, right? Creating a, the Model T, our mass producing Model T. It just feels like we've lost that along the way. <laughs> and, uh, I think now we're starting to realize that, hey, we, we have to rely on some of the other countries to build and design and make our things, right? Some of our most famous engineers who live in the United States are not, you know, U.S. born. And that's okay. But, um, but I think we want, to see our children and our grandchildren and our nieces and our nephews, uh, at least some of them have an engineering and maker spirit. That's 
why I think it's starting to to make a prevalence uh, uh, now, coming back now. Well, I'm glad to see that. I, I, my friend's son is thinking about going into engineering, and he's teaching him mechanics. And I always say that the best engineers are mechanics because they know the practical aspect of what they're designing rather than the right. uh, theoretical aspect. No, I, I think that's absolutely true. Yeah, go ahead, no, no, I, I agree. You know, engineering, we like to call it, it well, it is, it's an applied science. So we really are taking, uh, sciences and we are applying them for the betterment of, uh, a community, a group, all of mankind, creating a product, whatever the case is, we're taking that and twisting the materials and the, the benefits of, of science to, uh, to help make things in, in, in many cases, the world a, a better place or easier place to live. Yeah. Well, the reason why I say that is because, you know, we can design a, a tremendous solar panel or or, uh, or wind, wind turbines or whatever else. It's just that technology needs to catch up to the design is why I'm saying that, it, you know, the whole mechanic being the better engineer, knowing the practical aspect. That's right. Yeah. But gentlemen, this is a fun, this is a fun, cute little story. Um, Batman uses the 3D printer to, uh, to get his suit updated. You know, we don't want to give away too much of the story. So, uh, you know, how many of you, well, since uh, Darian is the one with the uh, 3D printing experience, have you tried to make your own bat suit with a 3D printer? <laughs> I, uh, no, I have not. I have, I have, I'm more of a practical 3D printer. So I, um, I, I combine my 3D printing with other hobbies and electronic things. So I have not done that. Maybe I printed a better ring. I have printed a few better rings, um, which I do sometimes when I go to school. Sometimes when I talk about 3D printing, I will bring a 3D printer with me, and I will leave it in the school for a day, and we will print a better ring, and the kids can watch the printer go over throughout the day, and then they get the one lucky kid gets to take the better ring home. So that I have done. But uh, maybe the suit one day. Maybe not today, though. I dig it. Now, gentlemen, how did the story come about and, you know, get you guys involved? I know Mayan Bialik is behind the, the Flash Facts uh, book itself. But, you know, chapters are written by different people, and there's the two of you that wrote the 3D printing chapter. Um, you know, how is this presented to you? Did you, you know, have you worked with DC Comics previously? Like, how did this come about? Um, this is Marion speaking. I, I have been in talks with DC Comics uh, about a number of uh, properties and potential products. Um, I really love the way that they're reimagining uh, some of their their best and most beloved characters in a way that's accessible for young readers, both um, in elementary, middle, and high school. Uh, so this came about, and I got an email about it saying, hey, they've got this product, a project called Flashbacks, would I be interested in writing it? And I was immediately drawn to it, but I also knew that uh, while I have a very technical background, there are some things I wanted to bring an expert in on it as well. I'd also been thinking about maybe a great way for for Darian and I to work together on the project. I thought it would be fun. So when I got the okay for them, I floated the idea by them saying, hey, I think I would like to do it, but I'd really like to bring my brother in, especially on if we do something on, like, 3D uh, printing. And they said, great. And so I reached out to him, and uh, he said yes. And then we, we went from there. Yeah, I mean, that was, that was exactly it. I, uh, I, uh, I am a maker of a hobby. Uh, my day job is to work as a technology consultant, so I spend a lot of my my day focused on technology. I spend a lot of my night focused on technology, and I knew quite a bit about various books. I have them in my home. I've read them. My children read them. My friends read them. Uh, 
the librarians in my neighborhood pester me about getting him to do interviews and things like that. So I knew a lot about his his, his world, and I thought it would be, would be kind of fun to share a little bit about what I do and, and how I spend my time with him. And, and the book just seemed like a, a – the story rather seemed like just a logical way to do it. Uh, and I know we all love Batman and Plastic Man's a fun, goofy character to bounce off of, uh, all puns intended at this point. Uh, was there a conscious effort? And I know I have to bring it up one more time because twins run in my family and you guys are twins to avoid the Wonder Twins. <laughs> I, uh, you know, we talked about them, didn't we? We were just sitting on the first idea. We kind of talked about them a little bit, didn't we? Um, but I don't think we laid it. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, no, no, go ahead, Darian. Uh, no, I think we talked about them a little bit. We talked about a couple of characters, and, and I thought, was well, if we think about 3D printing or making or additive manufacturing, which is probably the more technical term, who in the DC universe would, uh, would that apply to? And there were three or four characters that jumped to mind, Batman being one. Like, the thought being that he, he is the world's greatest detective, he has a bad cape full of toys, he has a bad belt full of toys, he should have a 3D printer. He would have a 3D printer. He would have a lot of 3D printers. So after we landed on that, we talked to DC. They said, yep, totally makes sense. And we were off to the races. I dig it. And plus, you know, who doesn't want to write a Batman story? Who doesn't want to write the Batman? Darius, yes. Like I, like, I didn't think we were going to be able to, to write Batman. And I, and I told Darius, hey, hey, man, we'd love to do this project with you. Here, you know, here's some ideas. But, like, I don't think you can get Batman. But if you can get him. If you can get them, let's go. And uh, I don't know who we bribed. I don't know what, what deals were made. I don't know what handshakes were exchanged. I, don't, I wasn't in the room where it happened. But, um, but we were able to write Batman. And there's, and there's no greater feeling than writing a, a, a child book, a childhood character that everyone grew up loving, and now you're, a part, you're immortalized as one of the writers. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, with, with STEM making a comeback, finally th- and thankfully, um, why, you know, or how rather do we get to kids early on? Like I remember being in school and this is when they, they lost me is that they started with all the technical Greek and Latin jargon and go through all the technical stuff, which seemed really interesting until I found out that like the final product was like, and that's how you make, you know, a Coke bottle. And I'm like, I, I sat through a 40 minute lecture with all this technical stuff to sit there and learn how to make a bottle. Like, why didn't you go like, Hey, you want to find out how they, they shape plastic to get the soda in there? And like, okay, that sounds kind of cool. And then teach it the other way. Like has, is science being taught wrong or the science is being taught wrong in schools, you know, that they go through all the jargon first and then lose you by the time, you know, by the time for the payoff. Cause it's not as big of a payoff as we had hoped. Well, I think, sorry, no, go ahead. No, go ahead, Darren. You go first, and I'm gonna, I'll take you back. I, I think, um, often, um, we do feel like we have to hammer home the, the theory behind something and not the application, or, or better yet, the fun. And I think at the end of the day, um, STEM, or even STEAM, is fun, and you're figuring out how to integrate all these pieces together. Um, we were talking earlier about the benefit of maker spaces in, libra- in libraries and how that's such a great venue for having all this knowledge in these books and how that directs, relate, uh, directly relates to um, 
maker spaces in STEM and things you can make with your own hands. You can see how it's applied. And I think that's where we, we maybe lost folks and maybe we could bring them back. Thinking about how this applies to their lives today, how they can build these things. And really, many of the things that we build in our professional lives are just built on things that we built younger. They're just kind of bigger, more, more scaled up versions of the things that we kind of dreamed and played with when we were younger. Yeah, yeah, I think it's that theory here. And, you know, this is something we talk about a lot of my house. I've got children that are teenagers that have children who are in elementary school. My wife's a teacher. She's, uh, she was a math teacher and now she's a computer science teacher. So she talks a lot about, you know, practical engineering and just practical learning, making it applicable to her children, to her kids. So when she's talking about computer science, uh, and they're looking at databases, for example, she says, here's all the COVID data that I've loaded into this database. Let's see how many cases are in the state of Texas. So then it's like, okay, because like I, I get COVID, I know what it is, and now I'm going to figure out the answer with a couple of queries and some technology things, and voila, right? I learned something, and it's very applicable to me. Um, I think the other thing that's interesting, you see this a lot of makerspaces, too, and, and in classrooms, is that people like things move or light up. Um, because one thing to understand the engineering principle, that's another thing it's one thing to understand current, right? You know, or an own flaw and but voltage and voltage and current equal equals power and that ultimately leads to a light lighting up. That's one thing. But to actually write a piece of code that lights an LED up, well that's magical. And I think that that's when you get kids hooked. I think that's when you get adults hooked, quite frankly. Um so, so I think it's changing and I think that we're gonna see more focus on STEM in, in a practical way going forward. Uh Varian, real quick, you mentioned, you know, you know, we're talking about STEM, which obviously stands for science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. But what does the A in STEAM stand for? Ah, uh, that stands for the arts, the humanities. Um, uh, and I think that's an important part of it. I think we sometimes often, and I get, there's a, there needs to be an emphasis on STEM, but STEAM is just as important. I think it's a detriment when we kind of, um, probably not on purpose, but we set a young person on a path. Either you could do this or that. Either you could do something in the humanities, in the arts, go be a lawyer, go be a whatever, go be a writer, or you could do something focused. Yeah, we got cut off, gentlemen. Sorry about that. No worries. Yeah. We got reconnected. So you were talking about STEM our STEAM, rather, and uh, yes. the direction that we've kind of forced kids either into the humanities or to the sciences with very little crossover. Yes. Um, and I think that it's changing. That's one of the reasons I was so excited with Mayim being uh, involved in this project. We have someone who is an acclaimed actress who is also, you know, a PhD. Um, and, I, and, I, and I love that there's that crossover there, that you can, you can have more than one passion, more than one thing. Um, and it's also kind of a misnomer. We think that engineers uh, or folks in technology don't need to understand art or humanities. They don't need to know how to write a sentence or a paragraph when that's not true. And on the flip side, many things in art is based on mathematic principles or scientific principles as well, depending. Uh, take something like Hamilton, right? Uh, the, the, the great smash Broadway musical, right? But music is science, right? And so how those sounds work, how the chords, the minor and major chords work, how it translates to our ears, how the beats work. That's math, and math and arts coming together. Uh, and I'll take it a step further. That's math there here. That's, that's math that you can create the engineering, right? That's like a frequency. It's something you can create with a simple 
then you've got an electronic keyboard. You connect enough of them, you have an electronic synthesizer. Like, it's just, it's all connected. Sorry, I just wanted to help. Yeah, yeah that's important. But it also seems that we're finally going back to a classical sense of education. Because when I was teaching, I was teaching social studies. And there was a kid that came into my class crying. And I was like, what's wrong? He's like, I'm terrible at math. I'm not getting it, all this stuff. I was like, well, what do you want to do when you when you grow up? And he's like, I just want to be a mechanic. And I'm like, kid, that's all math. And he's, and like he didn't he didn't get it because they never explained it to him that mathematics and engineering is applied sciences and that he was already doing applied sciences by learning how to fix cars with his dad. Exactly. 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 And, all right. I think you have time for one or two more questions. All right. I know we're almost out of time. Uh, gentlemen, f- you know, the, the book, uh, Flash Facts comes out on February 2nd. Uh, this is going to be great for kids, but for parents that are still a little iffy or they're scared of STEM and STEM, uh, education, why should they pick up this book for their kids? Well, I, this is an area here. It's a great way to, uh, explore STEM in a fun way. Kids are going to enjoy reading it. Um, they're going to get information from it. They may learn a thing or two, something that they may not know, something they may not know that they're interested in. And I think all of the, you know, we, we're, we're, we're fortunate to be paired with so many great, um, other authors and, and illustrators in the anthology. Vic Regis, uh, was the illustrator for If You Can't Take the Heat. And Vic did an amazing job on bringing Batman and Plastic Man and the story to life in a way that's, that's visually appealing. You know, comics are, it's a visual, uh, literacy almost. It's just a different way of looking at information. Um, and really as much as we do with the words, you know, Vic really brings the, brought it home with, uh, his amazing art. Yeah, Vic crushed it. I mean, he, he, I mean, the artwork's fantastic. It's better than I thought it would be. It, it, it's, and I had high expectations, but he took our words and it, it just looks great. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Well, then big ups to Vic Regis and Wes Abbott for being the illustrators and letterers on this. Gentlemen, where can we find you on social media if we want to connect with you and pick your brains about, uh, in further detail, either 3D printing, writing, or engineering? Around here, you know, go first. Oh, go, go, Nope, go, you got it. All right, so uh, I'm on Twitter, Darian B. Johnson. That's the Twitter handle. And I talk a lot about my projects on my website, DarianMakes.com. So, D-A-R-I-A-N-Makes.com. That's, that's where you'll find me. Uh, and I am this variant. I'm pretty easy to find on Twitter. I'm Darian Johnson on Facebook. I'm Darian Johnson. My website is DarianJohnson.com. And on Instagram, I'm Mr. Darian Johnson. Had to put a little pizzazz into it. Well, we had some Wonder Twins power activated over here. Varian and Darian Johnson being a part of uh, not only engineering arts and sciences, but also the fact that you guys are in the Flash Facts book out February 2nd. Congratulations. And again, being immortalized with Batman and Plastic Man. Take care, gentlemen. Thank you so much. Thanks, RC. Have a good one. You got it. Bye-bye.